0: This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, we are three shows in three different cities over the last three days. Brennan Scott, big part of things back at the 630 Chad Studios helping put together things for us. Um, Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, we're going to head back momentarily to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number 780-4960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Mark Spector is our headliner today for Wilhawk beef jerky. It is the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. SportsNet Spec uh, back at Edmonton. Mark, um, We've talked a bit about Evander Kane. It would not surprise me in the next 90 minutes if the Oilers put a release out on Evander Kane. Mm -hmm. Uh, They would be incredibly lucky if the injury was only four to six weeks. The more likely scenario is we're talking months. Uh, I do think we're going to see a path where, uh, LTR is going to be, uh, deployed. LTIR will be deployed. Gains a $5.125 million cap yet. Um. My guess is that Kane would return at some point before the end of the season, so it's not like he'd have a cap hit for the rest of the year like Washington would have with Connor Bent Round, who tore his ACL. But we'll wait for the Oilers to put out the release. Again, um, you know, it could could be it could be multiple months uh, based on the injury. We just don't have any update at that time. Um, And the two best bet uh, call ups for the Oilers for me. Out of Bakersfield at this time, Matthias Janmark, who was basically signed as a depth winger, and possibly Klim Kostin, a big six foot three Russian, acquired in the Dmitri Samarukov trade. So, Mark, I think we're going to see something probably in the next ninety minutes from the Oilers on that front, and they're going to have to get uh, you know again, Kane's going to be gone. It's just a matter of, you know, is it is it a month? Is it three months? Is it four months? I guess that's kind of what we're looking at right now. So. Yeah, I, you got to hope,
1: obviously, for the least, because let's face it, you know, you're this guy's a first-line left winger, and you're calling up a, you know, Janmark is a certified fourth-line left winger. That's who he is. He's a 10-goal man. Uh, you know, you might fit Holloway up there. There's a few things you could do, but there is not another Evander Kane in this organization. Losing him for a extended period is going to hurt. Yeah.
0: yeah, and he plays 20 minutes a game. Like he plays the third most minutes, I think what we're gonna and again, uh, I, I think that the best case scenario would have been four to six weeks. That's the best. Perhaps the more logical scenario might be multiple months. So we'll we'll have to. I mean, I, I just I'm being pragmatic here, Mark, and and so there's going to be a range, and we're going to have some clarity sometime. No matter what, there's somebody coming and because of the fact that he's going to end up on. Like this is not. He's not out week to week here. So he's going to end up on LTIR. That will give Edmonton a little bit of uh, cap flexibility to to add a couple players. And then, you know, when they get Kane back, now the the concern, obviously, is the twitch in the hand. And, you know, because the guy has good hands. You know, he scored 35 goals in 58 games last year. But I mean, based on where he was at and the urgency right after the injury, we're just happy that, you know, there's going to be a, some games for him down the road. So we'll continue to monitor that during the course of today. But it would not surprise me if we had a resolution, at least an update from the Oilers, uh, maybe three o'clock Edmonton time at the latest. So we'll continue to monitor that during the course of the, uh, the afternoon. All right. Uh, that's a bit of the Edmonton story. Let's switch focus here, Spec. By the way, I know you want to give a shout out. Uh, we had, uh, you know, the Ryan Smith, Lee Foglin night against New Jersey. Uh, you know, the Oilers, legendary Hall of Famers, Paul Coffey and Yari Curry, um, Kevin Lowe, uh, were in on that event as well. It was a terrific night. But part of that was for Dave's drive. So I'd like you to give uh, Dave's drive a, a pump up if you could at this time.
1: Yeah, it's a big one for us down at Sports Center. right? This is the fifth annual. It runs only until the 15th now, so it's, uh, it's in its last week and, and, uh, you know what, it's kind of a different time bomb. We're done with COVID and everybody's, all the kids are back playing sports, but we're also at a time where, where groceries, so I don't have to tell our listeners this, Groceries, gasoline, everything you want to buy is so expensive. People are having a hard time buying sports equipment. So uh, we're raising we're raising funds. Go to sportscentral.org if you want to donate. We've got 30 drop-off places around the city. Uh, if you have a school or a team and you want to do a, a walk-a-thon or a bottle drive or something like that, there's teams out there raising money for us. Uh, there's a lot of ways to help kids around Edmonton and northern Alberta get into sports, and it starts with Sports Central and Dave's Drive.
0: All right, now we're going to switch focus uh, to the rest of the uh, National Hockey League and specifically the Pacific Division and the two Canadian teams. The Calgary Flames Spec and they picked up points in a couple of these games, but they've lost six straight. And, I you know, I'll be honest, I thought Edmonton and Calgary were going to compete for top spot in the Pacific Division. I thought Vancouver had a chance to push ahead of Vegas here. Vegas is off to a wonderful start. They're not giving up anything. But, uh you know, and... And, and the reality of the situation is, I, I you know, Calgary's dropped six straight games. They've Now a bunch of them have been close games. Uh, I was really bullish on the Calgary Flames, and you know what? I'm going to stay. I think Calgary's got a good team. They've also played a couple fewer games than, like, they got 12 points. Edmonton's got 16. LA's got 17. LA's played three more games than Edmonton or than uh, Calgary. And uh, the orders have played two more games. Seattle is 8-4-2. Yeah. But again, L.A. and Seattle have played San Jose and Anaheim a bunch of times as well. Uh, Calgary, you know, they they just picked up one out of a possible four points on the road back-to-back nights. Are you surprised they're struggling the way they are right now?
1: Oh, of course. Everybody is. Let's face it. They're, they're a, such a solid-looking roster. They've got goaltending. they got great defense. How are they loose? They, they brought in. The, we all thought it might take a while for some chemistry to happen, you know, with with, with Goodrow and Kachuk leaving and Huberto coming in. Uh, and I guess that's what's going on. Huberto hasn't got much done there, and now he's hurt. They got him listed as having an upper body, body injury, uh, Bobby, but Wes Gilbertson of the Calgary Sun saw him walking around in a, in a walking boot yesterday. <laughs> so you tell me what kind of upper body injury that is. Um, but, no, Calgary's struggling. And you know who else isn't playing great? Every, I, I've watched some, a couple of their games, a few of their games, and I've watched all their highlights. And I'm not loving all the pucks going in on Markstrom either. So, you know what? they got some key guys that aren't getting much done. Certainly when they played the orders, what did we see? We saw Edmonton's best guys producing and winning that game for Edmonton, and we saw Calgary's best guys getting nothing done for Calgary. So, if your lead horses aren't pulling the wagon, pal, the old wagon doesn't get that
0: far, does it? Well they you know what? When they want to grind it down, they can grind it down. Uh Jacob Markstrom's at an eight ninety three save percentage. Yeah. Dan Vladar, who was supposed to get what, three start, you know, a start a week, he's at eight sixty you know? that go? So he's Yeah, that but we're six and, weeks and into the season and he's played he's at two starts. You know what it's <laughs> do you know for me what it changed for Calgary? I, and I'm serious about this. Do you know what it changed for Calgary here in the regular season? The Connor McDavid goal that that died uh, at a 2-2 in Calgary yeah. on that Saturday night spec. Well. They were up 2-1. They had pushed Edmonton to the outside most of the game. Merckstrom hadn't given up a bad goal. And then CC rams one down the right side wall. It wraps around the boards. And McDavid picks it off the left side and catches Merckstrom sleeping. And it seems to me since then, they've had some problems. Like, I, I don't think they've won a game since then. And... You know, uh, Skinner outplayed Markstrom in that game. He did. ended up getting the winner. I think it was Hyman that scored. And I I think, I I still, like, now I've got to concede that Vegas is going to be right there for top spot. It's interesting, Mark, how many teams with new coaches. Cassidy, we heard he, you know, he sort of, you know, his shelf life had run out in Boston. Well, he goes to Vegas, and he's doing a good, good job there. You got uh, a, a guy who was coaching the Dallas Stars successfully, and a, a guy that's a player's coach and ends up in a scenario where he needs a new start, right? He's, he's in coaching Boston. the Boston Bruins right now. You know who I'm talking about, was with St. Louis last year as an assistant. Yeah, Montgomery. Jimmy Montgomery, former Denver Pioneer coach. He's got them playing great now. They're getting stops too. That's one of the things for both Vegas and, oh. and Boston. Their goaltending's been terrific. Um, there's a Dallas bunch of teams in-
1: though, Bob. Look at how about how about Lindy Ruff? On opening night in Newark, they were chanting fire Lindy. Right? The Devils are having the best start they've had in ages. The the Detroit Red Wings have seven wins. New I coach,
0: believe. Derek Lalonde. New coach Derek yeah. Lalonde. You got a new coach in Winnipeg, Rick Boness. Dallas has got a new coach with Pete DeBoer. I know they got pounded by the Jets last night, but those teams are at the top. They're, they're those those are the top two teams in the Central. About Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. We'll see. We'll see with Hockstall. I think that could still implode. Now they're way better. They're way deeper at forward than they were. Way deeper. Yeah. So, but Calgary and Vancouver, for our purposes in Western Canada, you know, and the rivalries that the Oilers have with the Flames and, and the Canucks. <sighs> I see the two teams in different spots I think Calgary's too good not to will their way back into it or maybe I've overrated Calgary you tell no. me you can text us uh, no you agree oh I totally agree I look at the Calgary lineup top
1: to the bottom. they just have a, too many good players you know there's just too many good players on that team I mean look at them uh you know, down the middle they're so strong. Uh, on their defense they're so strong. Strauss, you know, yeah, he struggles with the orders, but he only plays the orders one more time this year. He's a damn good goalie. Uh, they know how to shut her down. That's just a good looking team. I have no doubt they'll put it back together. And Vancouver was always going to be a fringe team. We, you know, Vancouver was a team that's going to have to probably play a little bit out of its mind to make the playoffs here. And, and they've had this awful start, you know, where they lost seven in a row or whatever it was they've led in every game um, you know there, there's a lot there's so much drama going on out there right now I'm going to watch their game tonight against the Montreal Canadiens and you know what they've they've clawed back They're if they win tonight and the other teams the right teams lose they'll be in a playoff spot so Vancouver's kind of pulled themselves up for the bootstraps but I'll tell you what I'm watching in Vancouver Bob and we all should be watching this I'm watching Bo Horvath that's the guy I'm watching. He's a UFA, and if they're going to miss the playoffs and they can't make a deal with him, I think they'd be crazy to let him go. If they do, yeah. uh, how, about pick, how about that for a trade deadline pickup, a centerman like Bo Horbat?
0: Oh, I would love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, you'd it be a conditional number one, meaning a lottery-protected number one. It would be a really good prospect, maybe a current player off the roster. He'd have to, And they'd have to eat some money to make the numbers balance. But he's a good player. Oh, boy. He, he, and they started low. They low him on their first offer. I'm hearing it was in the Nugent Hopkins uh, area. And with all due respect to Ryan, who's having a great start to this season, at this stage, Horvat is a more impactful forward for Vancouver than Nugent Hopkins is for the Oilers. I think they were a little yeah. insulted by that offer. And the fact that they went and did Miller, right? They, they prioritized J2 Miller, who was older, and now Miller did have a 99 point season last year, but I've always got the sense that Horvat was the true leader of that team, Mark.
1: Well, he's wearing the C, and you know I, I think that you got to look at your roster and what you have, Bob. And you know, I, we've made this point: the Toronto Maple Leafs they had Hyman, they had Kadri, and they did they, they signed other people, and they let those two players go. And now we look at the Maple Leafs, we go, what do you lack? Well, everything they lack when the games get tough in April and May and June, everything they lack is embodied in how Hyman plays and how Kadri plays. Now they're out there looking for a Hyman and Kadri. They can't afford them. So that was absolute mistakes made in Toronto. When I look at Vancouver, I say they got a lot of skill and, and some fairly soft skill and lots of guys that can play. Like right? they got a lot of good, skillful players. They got one guy like Bo Bohorvat. They don't have another in their top six. Right, they don't have. If they let Bo Horvat go, they're doing what the Leafs did. They're they're not, in my eyes, they're not identifying what they're what they have a shortage of, which is a big, strong centerman who can play physical, who can win face off, who can score in the blue paint, who can make room for himself when he needs to physically. They don't have any of those guys outside of Bo Horvat. If Vancouver lets him go, I think it'd be one of the biggest mistakes they made.
0: Mark Spector is joining us. Sportsnet Spec, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Uh, Coach Mike is Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. He says, Bob, last year's Flames dealt with almost no injuries in the regular season. I believe the Flames will be a wild card team at best. Uh, I think Edmonton, Calgary, and Vegas are going to finish in some order one, two, three in the Pacific. And if you're the Oilers, you got to find a way to come in first. Because you don't want to have to beat both calgary and vegas those are bigger heavier teams than the orders have but yeah, the, way, uh, hey, the way vegas is the,
1: playing it could be a battle of alberta in round
0: one bobby yeah it could be like vegas is off to a great start they're also healthy and they're getting stops um so that's always been a bit of an issue mark i want to have a little bit of fun in our next segment we're going to go to break here um i'm going to ask you a, a blatant honest question about the canadian football league and then uh briefly plug um major junior hockey as well as the u of a golden Bears. so stick with me for another eight minutes okay you're listening to oilers now all right that's going to the now injury report it's brought to you by james h brown injury lawyers unrivaled experience unrivaled commitment unrivaled results Trent Brown and the gang at James H. Brown at the Oilers Alumni Golf Tournament uh, bid to uh, golf with the Vander Kane, and unfortunately, that's where we start. And again, absolute best case scenario for Kane would be out four to six weeks. I'd say at this stage, it's. Uh, probably unlikely and we could be looking at multiple months uh, for a Kane injury and I fully expect the Oilers to be recalling Kane's going to be going on LTIR that is fate accompli that's going to occur Yanmark um, and Klim Kostin might be the two best bets to uh, get recalled the Oilers probably will push something out by roughly 3 o'clock I figure today now that's the Oilers now injury report Tyler Benson is with the big team he uh, he is skating Still not close to being ready. Might need a conditioning stint in the A before he gets started. Philip Roberger I'm told today, will be back in the lineup this weekend for the Bakersfield Connors. He sliced his fingers open in a kitchen. Uh, that'll never happen in the Stauffer household because I don't even try to cook. So uh, anyways, he, he got hurt and knocked himself out of the lineup. Uh, fluke accent there. Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at JvEdmonton.ca. to cook it right in front of you slice and dice it all up and make it happen uh multiple locations in edmonton to serve you don and the staff at japanese villages we re-engage Sportsnet. spec mark specter he, uh, again he's our orders now headliner today for Hawk beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted search for Hawk w-y-l-h-a-u-k today mark skill testing trivia time are you ready i'm ready who's playing in the eastern and western final in the cfl uh, it's Montreal, Toronto, and it's BC is in Winnipeg, Bobby. All right, we're going to go to Brendan Escott. Brendan, did Spec get that correctly? <laughs> yes, he did.
1: <laughs> Come
0: on, Bobby, that's a—you got to do better than that. Don't ask me who all the players are. <laughs> I mean, Winnipeg's the best run organization in the league. They've done the best job on Canadians. You want to win in a domestic league, you got to have the best domestic players. <coughs> but. It's uh, it's a tough time for football in this community right now. The Golden Bears, three and five, missed the playoffs. They had a good a good quarterback. He got hurt. Eli Hetlinger. Chris Morris has never had better than a four and four season at Alberta. He's been there ten years. He's apparently done a really good job recruiting. The Elks did. Uh, Chris Jones did not get that team in the level that I thought they were going to spec. And uh, it just adds to further interest for me in hockey over football in this market. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Oh, listen, uh, this is uh, Canadian cities are hockey towns to start with. Now football can barge its way into the scene, but it's the, the, the recipe starts with a W, right? It, it, football as a sport in a Canadian city is, is ready to be forgotten about if the teams don't don't jump up in front of the sports fan and say, "Hey, look at us. Look what we're doing here." And, you know, the Winnipeg Bombers are, are an excellent, you know, idea for I, I here, here's a great example. The BC Lions, a team that's never drawn very well in many years, they had a real nice house in there the other uh, for the Western semi because they've got an exciting program an exciting young quarterback in Rourke and, and they're winning games and they can even get a house in Vancouver, which is, you know, the only reason they're doing it is because they've got a good team. So if you're telling me that Chris, you know, Chris Morris, who I have a ton of respect for, uh, I can't believe that a decade in he's never won more than four games there. I would never have predicted that, but that team has not stood up in front of the sports fan and said, Hey, get down to foot field and watch us play. We deserve your attention. And the Elks have been, you know, this just this side of a disaster the last few years, and it didn't get any better this year. So they're doing the same thing,
0: which is not much, Bob. Conversely, uh, as opposed to the Bears football program, the Golden Bears hockey team, in a year in which may i say mark i think this is only an average to average to good golden bear squad yes. they're 10-1-1 in league play and 16-2-2 overall and the number one ranked team in the country but by my you know as a guy who i i think i could honestly say i probably follow that program as closely as any media guy in the city yes. for the last 30 plus years closer, you know, closer. Guys, <laughs> what's that I
1: say not well, that we just, close, closer.
0: <laughs> yes, no one follows so, them as closely as you do. You know, I'm I'm still on the the committee all these years later. For, like, I don't want to put them number one, but they got the best record. They got the best goal differential. Uh, I mean, they've got for the first time in years fourth line players that are junior A players that are not all out of major junior just because of happenstance and a little bit of injuries and a couple guys that were hoping ended up in minor pro. Okay. But there's, there's. I mean, they just shellacked Manitoba seven one seven one. I don't even know if they're firing in all cylinders yet. Yeah, that, I mean, and that program's almost
1: on the other side of it. They've been so good for so long that Edmontonians are are they take it for granted. You know, the level of hockey being played down at that little All Claire Drake Arena, a place I cut my teeth as a young journalist. The level of hockey being played for the price you pay to go watch it bob you know listen i go to every order's game and I'm bullish on that team and and, and all those things this isn't any reflection on the orders but for, for bang for your buck you can't do better than the Golden Bears. i mean they're they hustle and they skate and they play the game the right way and they win for you and they sell you a four and a half dollar beer I mean, that is an unbelievable product going on down there. And, uh, you know, when I do go, there's not that many people. I think more people should be there, Bob. And and you can't say the Golden Bears don't give you reason to show up. All they do is make it to the national finals
0: all, every single year. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Oil Kings are in a rebuild. Luke Prokop uh, ended up... Uh, wow, big trade, eh? ...ECHL team. So the Oil Kings get a first-round pick back from Seattle... Seattle theoretically would be on Dylan Gunther if he was to be returned to junior after the World Juniors. My belief is Gunther will end up, he's staying with Arizona for now, but he'll be on the World Junior team and then they will make a decision at that time, and I'm told that Seattle and Kamloops would be the front runners to get him. So, away we go.
1: That Pro Cop return turned out to be pretty good for him in the end, didn't
0: it? That is a good trade for Kurt Hill. Mark, uh, let's do this. Uh, Stay tuned uh, for some news later in the day on the Oilers front. Thanks for joining me for a full hour. And uh, next week, uh, we'll have you join us up at uh, Roger's Place. Thank you very much. Yeah, Sounds good, Bobby. Thanks for having me. You bet. It is currently... Oh, I broke the glasses. That's never a good thing. One of those days. I got uh, 129 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back... David Staples from the Cult of Hockey and the Edmonton Journal on orders Now.